Hey, small business owners. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Big Small Expert, a show for independent retailers that gives you tips and tricks on how to stand out, how for your business to stand out in a sea of big box retailers. I'm your host, Melissa Palermo, The Big Small Expert. And I opened my first retail store almost 20 years ago. And since then, my passion for small business has continued to grow exponentially. In today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about myself, since this is our first episode and we're just getting to meet each other. And I want to talk about one of the most important topics for small business owners, and that is finding your target market or even creating your target market. So for small, for more small business tips and tricks, you can follow me on social media and look at the show notes um, for all the ways on how we can connect. So let's get this episode started. First of all, thanks again for joining me. Um, If you can't tell, I'm a little nervous, and that is okay. It is scary to do new things and things you've never done before. Um, But some wise person told me, just do the damn podcast. So I'm doing it. Um, because this is what feeds my soul. Um, as I said, I opened my first store. I started working on it in when I was 25 or 26. Um, I opened it when I was 27 in my small town in Pennsylvania, um, in Amish country. Uh, and I have continued to learn and grow, um, and I see things. I go places. I travel. I'm a consumer just like anybody else, and I go, and I love, I love to patronize small businesses um, because the impact that my dollar makes at a small business is much, much greater than my dollar makes at a faceless, nameless, big box retailer. So I have continued to learn and I see things and I go, hmm, I wonder if this business realizes that the sign on their front door is the most off-putting thing and chances are they're losing business. I want them to survive. I want them to thrive. I want them to be successful. I am one of the biggest cheerleaders for small business. I was recently in one in my travels um, and it was dead silent in there. I mean, there were shoppers, there were employees, no music, no nothing. Um, And it was a tourist destination. It was a place to buy souvenirs. And there was absolutely dead silence if no one said anything. It was, it was uncomfortable. You should not be uncomfortable when you are looking to spend money. It should not be hard to buy something, period. And that goes for your customers. That goes for you too. Um, because we as small business owners are also shoppers. We also consume things. We also need things for our personal lives and our businesses. Um, So keeping that in mind when you are going out and supporting other retailers, keep in mind that it should not be hard to buy something, period. It's also not a privilege to buy something. Um, I always find it to be interesting, uh, especially in my town. If let's say we get a new fast food restaurant, um, people will be talking on Facebook or talking to each other and they'll say, hey, we're getting a blah, 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 blah. Really? Like it's a privilege. Like we have finally done something to earn the ability to buy food from this place. Um, So 
I always try and keep that mentality in mind too whenever I am opening a business, whenever I am thinking about a new business or helping a new business, um, that you want people to really be excited and for them to feel like it is really a privilege um, to have you in their area which is amazing, that love and support will pay back tenfold. So that's a little bit about me. As this podcast goes along, I'm sure we'll get to know each other more and more. Um, But I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. And now let's get into the real meat of this podcast. And that is um, talking about tips and tricks for your small business. Today's topic is finding or creating your target market. A lot of businesses will, um, they'll go and you'll say, who's your target market? And they will say, everybody. Like, everybody can buy this. Everybody can buy that. Um, That's true. And I think a lot of times they are afraid, and I would caution you, to not be afraid to go ahead and try and drill down on exactly who is coming into your door or who you want to come into your door. Um, By creating a target market, you're not excluding sales. You're not excluding shoppers. So I usually start with really easy, really easy questions. Do they tend to be male or female? A lot of times it's women um, who go into small businesses. They tend to be the decision makers. They tend to be the shoppers. They tend to be the ones who are in charge for buying gifts, things like that. So is it male or female? Okay, we'll say it's a woman. What age do you think that woman is? That's always the hard part. That stops people because they'll say, well, we've had as young as... 12, all the way up to as old as 80 coming through our doors and spending money. That's fine, but that's not a target market. We as small businesses only have a very, very small amount of money to spend on marketing. Let's face it, we do. Um, So if you take a bucket of 100 fish and you dump them into the ocean or If you take 100 fish and you dump them into a bathtub, you're going to get more results visibility-wise from the fish in the bathtub, obviously. The big box stores have huge marketing um, departments. Sometimes they have them in-house. Sometimes they have them out-of-house. They also have incredible budgets. We don't have that. We have every single dollar that we spend is a really hard-earned dollar. So choosing where to spend it and how to advertise is so important. And once you find your target market, or once you create your target market, um, you will it, will, it will dictate so many things to you. It'll tell you what products to carry. It will tell you what music to play. It will tell you what hours to be open. Uh, let's say you have a, your target market is middle-aged women um, who tend to be very active in their church. So chances are they're going to church services on Sunday morning. 
Is Sunday morning the best time for you to be open? Probably not. You're going to want to catch the after church crowd, which might be, say, 11 to 3, not 8 in the morning, things like that. Um, So it's really important. So here we go. First of all, I want you to ask yourself this, male or female, okay? And then I want you to ask yourself, what's their relationship status? Do you think they're single? Are they divorced? Are they married? Are they old enough to be, you know, on their second or third relationship, like big relationship, marriage or whatever? Do they have children? That's another big one. Um, If you have a store that, say, sells glass figurines, but you're thinking your target market is a woman in her early 30s who most likely has young children, who does the shopping in her household, Mm -mm, mm -mm. she's only going to come into that store when she doesn't have her kids, which is very rare. Um, So you're sort of boxing yourself in. You're actually excluding sales. So do they have kids? Do they rent or do they own their house, do you think? And this is all conjecture. You don't really know. You're just guessing. Um, But it's really important to think about because let's say they tend to be more renters. Well, if you decide to do one of those large mailings, um, say Valpac or one of those big coupon envelopes, most of the time they don't send to renters. They send to homeowners. They send to certain types of property values and houses. So here you go again. You could be spending money that's not going to reach the audience that wants to come in your door. Uh, What is their work status? Do they tend to work part-time, full-time? Not at all. Are they too young to work? Are they retired? That will change when the hours are. If you've ever gone into, say, a fitness center, a health club, a gym, it's really interesting um, because chances are in the early, early, early morning, you'll have people who are working full time. Then it will slowly ease into retired people who are there around lunchtime or into the early afternoon. By the time you get closer to dinner time in the evening, you're back to the, to the workers, to the full-time workers. Um, so time and how people are able to spend their time based around their jobs is huge as well. What's their highest education? Are they more college graduates, high school graduates, trade school graduates. That's going to tell you how you want to present yourself. So if your target market is more trade school graduates because you carry HVAC um, equipment, I don't know, or tools or something like that, I don't know, off the top of my head, then chances are you're going to want to have a more relaxed retail store. Maybe you're going to want to have free bottle, cold bottles of water. Maybe you're going to want to have little snacks here and there. Who knows? Who knows? But that will tell you. Um, what do you think their income is? That's another one. Most shopping is disposable income. Now, we as Americans, we charge an enormous amount of money on credit cards. Chances are, as a small business owner, 
you're probably tapped out on your credit cards or have used your credit cards to help your business start or continue or even grow. So what is the income and what priorities, where do they prioritize spending their money based on that income? So if they're middle class, we'll say, chances are that they are not prioritizing luxury over a good deal, shall we say. So I don't necessarily need the best of the best. You may have this amazing sweater. It feels good. The fabric's incredible. The workmanship is out of this world. However, it's $200. I as a middle-class, middle-aged woman, would say, hmm, do you have anything that is less expensive that the quality isn't quite there, but I could get some time out of it? That's, that's why income is so important. In addition, generation. We have, I've lost track of all the generations. Gen X, Gen Y, baby boomers, Gen Z, millennials, I don't know. And sometimes it's kind of fluid and it changes. Um, I, I have seen that millennials, their year of birth is in the early 80s, which doesn't make quite enough sense to me, but that's fine. So what generation are they? Um, if you have, say, people who are born in the late 50s, early 60s, that's your target market. Then think about what music was popular when they were in their teenage years. That's when you really develop a lot of your likes, a lot of things that bring you nostalgia, a lot of that will bring you nostalgia, a lot of things that you're attracted to. You really develop a big sense of self. So that is huge. If you are in a store and there's a song on that comes on and you're like, oh, I know this one. Yeah. It makes that shopping experience all the more better. And it's so easy to do. It really, really is um, to play great music. You can also alienate people and you wouldn't want to alienate your target market by playing the wrong music. Um, I'm not sure if Abercrombie and Fitch still exist, uh, but I remember going there back mm, maybe the 2010s, and I was I was I was out of their target market. Um, I didn't have kids, but I was definitely you know late 20s, early 30s, and they wanted teens and 20 somethings, and the music was so loud. And it bothered me. It made me feel old. It made me uncomfortable. It made me feel like I didn't belong there. It was so loud. But I wasn't their target market. And certainly I didn't buy anything. Um, So their target market was all about that. It was kind of an exclusive feeling. Um, If you're having trouble picking out the generation, what year do you think they graduated from high school? Um, Because those few years before and after high school graduation – will really, really help you figure out what drives your target market. Uh, Religion. Religion's important. If you tend to have a predominantly Christian uh, target market, well, then chances are you're going to plan to advertise and market to 
Christmas time or you're going to carry items that are for Easter. Um, if you have a predominantly, say, a Jewish clientele, then you might carry things for Passover um, or Hanukkah. That's huge. Um, habits. What do you think that this target market does? Do they play games on their phone? Are they on Facebook? Are they young enough to be on Instagram? Do they really get most of their social media somewhere else, like Snapchat? If you don't know what a Snapchat is, that's okay, as long as a younger demographic is not your target market. What else do they do? Do they tend to have pets? Do they have dogs? Do they have cats? Do they like to go for walks? Do they um, hate the cold weather? Do they tend to have a pool membership to the community pool? All sorts of things. Do they get books from the library? Do they grocery shop once a week? Do they have their groceries delivered? Do they want that kind of convenience? Are they a customer who demands convenience? And that is your um, message that you lead with. How do, um, what are some of the things that they do spend their disposable income on? That's another question. Do they tend to get their hair done, their nails done? Um, And I tend to speak mostly about women because, let's face it, women do most of the shopping. They just do in America. Um, Do they like to get expensive coffees? Are they like a, a latte freak? Are they all about iced macchiatos. I'm not a coffee girl when it comes to that stuff, so I don't know all the names. But somebody who is willing to, on a, on a daily basis, spend six, seven dollars on a delicious, fabulous coffee that they love is somebody that is most likely willing to buy a shirt, a sign, a tchotchke, something that speaks to them that they really love. Um... Let's see. How do they get their news? That's another good one. Are they still tuning into the 6 o'clock news? Chances are that's going to be somebody who is of an older demographic. Do they get their news through TikTok? (laughs) You know, that's going to be a younger demographic. You can really drill down. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to feel uncertain and you're going to feel like you're guessing. And that's true. You are going to be guessing. Um, But it's really going to help you in the end. I promise you that. It is going to help you in the end. Last thing is, what would you say their likes and dislikes are? Are they more of a wine drinker? Or are they a beer drinker? Um, Or are they no drinker? Maybe you are in Utah with a very large Mormon um, population. And we're not doing coffees and we're not doing beer or wine. That's another thing. So chances are you're not going to bring in wine glasses to your store. You're not going to um, have all sorts of accessories for an at-home bar, things like that. Again, tells you what to carry in your store. So um, I'm going to encourage you If you listen to this, you have questions, comments, please comment. I'd like to know what you think. 
Um, I also, as this podcast progresses, will be um, asking and looking for people to send in questions um, that I would love to answer in a following podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been The Big Small Expert, and I am your host, Melissa Palermo, The Big Small Expert, and I will catch you again in our next episode.